0: You are listening to Studying, Living, Expanding Kingdom, a podcast of Fairview Church of the Nazarene. My name is Pastor Seth Thompson, and I am so glad that you are listening. Welcome back, everyone. Pray and hope that you enjoyed the first part of our conversation with Alice Strickland. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I would encourage you to go uh, and listen to that for some great information, but we are going to continue on to part two right now. In the beginning, you talked about the reality that we were created, even with this This propensity or this desire that when people suffer, it just (laughs) should be natural instinct for us that we desire, which really makes the Sermon on the Mount when he talks about blessed are those who mourn. Um, And and a lot of, you know, the Beatitudes and kind of journeying through some of the, even the Beatitudes, um, which is such a beautiful thing. And so I think for a lot of us, uh, you know, there is this empathy, there is this, um, but, and, Sometimes it's just hard to know what to say, um, even in those moments. And I think sometimes we say things and we think that they're beneficial, right? (laughs) but it really isn't, um, probably on a deep level. Um, sometimes I think we think we're saying the right things. Um, but if we're not careful, it it potentially could, you know, be more hurtful. Um, you know, when, when people go through things, um, and they go through really hard things, I think it's easy for the church to say, well, this is just God's desire, or this is God's will, or you just need to have more faith, or you just need to. Um, And it's not that those things are inherently terribly bad per se, um, but I don't know if they're the most helpful things to say in those moments. And so I don't know if you have a list um, as you've been practicing of things, um, of, of maybe phrases or things that we should avoid with people who are going through some very difficult, or maybe some things that we could say, I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is good. (laughs) So, um, so first I'll say whatever your first urge is pause, like, (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because usually those first urges that we have are coming actually out of an anxious place and an anxious place is seeking to control or take charge or fix something. And so if we can just notice our urge to say something or do something, but then pause and take a couple of deep breaths. All right. And then when we can kind of slow everything down Um, For those of us that are Christians, I think this is where we have such an advantage over other people is where we can slow ourselves down and we can actually quiet our, our minds and connect with that scripture that talks about that when we don't even know the words to say, the Holy Spirit is praying on our behalf. And I believe that we can connect to that place in our heart. And that's where those wisdom words, those words from God, those actions from God can come from but it can only happen when we slow ourselves down.
0: Scripture talks about that reality, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Um,
1: (laughs) And sometimes
0: I think we have, we feel like we have to have the answers that our faith requires us. It
1: doesn't. So this is why I would offer friends is, you know, um, God isn't calling us to defend him or to defend our, our Christianity God actually just calls us to just to actually be in community with him and then to be in community with each other. So it's I have something I want to read here. This is actually out of a book. It's it's by a philosopher by by the name of Mark Nepo, um, but I think it speaks to what we're talking about. So sure. if it's okay I'd yeah. like to read it. Absolutely. So the title of it is called Dump Your Pockets, and there's a quote that says um, by Carl Young that says, please remember... It is what you are that heals, not what you know. And then it goes on to say, this is very difficult to remember. I struggle with it daily. Even when I understand this enough to open my heart like a sponge to the day, someone I love comes along in pain and I start dumping my pockets, looking for the one thing I know that will help them. But time and time again, the only thing they want is for me to open my heart like a sponge to them. They only want to be heard and held. This is so easy to see in other forms of nature, like the stars are holding the dark by being light, rivers keep the earth alive by being wet, wind clears our heads of clouds. These are the teachers that open the heart, the things that wait in our nature for us to bring them alive. These are the things that heal ourselves and each other. So when my punk pockets are empty and I've dumped all I know, I often end up shrugging, admitting my ignorance of what to do. Humbly, it is then that the real work of love begins.
0: So good.
1: <laughs> That's it. And so noticing the urge to dump your pockets. And don't give them your lint friends. <laughs> don't give them the, the little rocks that are stored there just yes. the, the empty gum wrappers, you know. Take a moment, take a deep breath, notice the urge to dump your pockets. Take a deep breath and just let your body relax, connect with God and be just be silent. They don't need an answer right away. Even if they're saying, what do I do? And they're just so urgent. There's going to be an urge inside of you to respond to that because you want to help them. You love them. And then just take a deep breath and just say, I don't know what to do, but I'm here. I'm here. Like, you are not alone in this. I am here. And that's what people need to know.
0: Because it just gets back. Creation of why we were created for for relationship. And... We've moved to a place, I think, in society, even in the church, where relationship is just very short moment interactions, where we don't really go deep with a lot of people. Um, We don't have a lot of vulnerability ourselves, where we're willing to share our story, to share the things that we struggle with, um, to share some of those things. And the reality of our creation is it should be calling us out of those things. Relationship takes time it takes a lot of energy right it takes a lot of of sacrifice uh and and if we're going to suffer with people which is essentially the reality of jesus coming to earth is him stepping in we we talked about it this even this last sunday he he stepped into the suffering of the earth and he was just present and he was there and we talked about blind bar uh the blind man in john nine and and he simply was just present in his mm-hmm. suffering and he as he Here. was present in the suffering things happened and things right. changed in in that man's life and yeah. um and the guy eventually <laughs> he, you know he saw but even if it wasn't physical eyes opening mm-hmm. I, there was more of a spiritual awakening and things that was happening deep within him because Jesus was yeah. just willing to simply be present
1: I think circle back around to what I was talking about in the beginning about how our brains are made for relationship and those mirror neurons and those that like all of that those emotions so let me describe like as we're talking about this just being with someone let me describe what happens physically in the brain because I think it's important so um, I'll share this maybe through a story first so um, this past week that you know I've, I've had a lot of things that I've been trying to um, scramble, scramble is a good word, and feeling real urgent. And so I, reckon, I um, without me completely being aware of it, I was trying to take really good care of myself. But um, but I started feeling that sense of urgency in my body, and then I was I was kind of snapping at my family a little bit more than I typically do, and um, and then feeling really overwhelmed. And I started telling my husband how overwhelmed I was and I started crying and he just, he literally, he just put his arm on, like just put his hand on my shoulder and um, he said, you know, I think we're, we're, it's going to eventually come out of this. And that's all he said. And I looked over at him and I saw like, he's calm. He's smiling at me. And I realized right in that my brain is picking up on this, right? So I, my brain is picking up on this fact that there's someone else here in my presence that's calm. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to be so revved up. I immediately start calming down. And because his physical touch, like his hand on my shoulder just lets me know, like, I'm not alone in this. My, all, my whole body started resting and relaxing in that moment. And so it wasn't even a whole. He didn't say, but a couple of words, and it was that touch, and then it was that eye, that eye contact. Um, and a similar thing happened with one of my kids that was really just revved up this week. Lots of emotional breakdowns, um, just because it's just you know it can feel overwhelming, and especially um, when when your your art like your personality type is more anxious in general. And so I dumped my pockets with one of my kids and kept offering all these solutions. And finally, I just sat down on the floor and said, come sit in mommy's lap. And then I just held them and we just rocked back and forth. And that slowed down their whole little process of overwhelmed faster than anything, right? Like all the words and solutions I was offering wasn't helping, it was actually revving it up. But as soon as I was able to just say, come here, sit down, I'm with you and let me just rock with you. So let me, as I think about translating this over to um, right now, we're isolated. So maybe we can't offer touch. We can't offer that eye contact. So some of your congregation members may have the advantage of technology and can FaceTime or do an online something. Absolutely. And so that's an option where you can just get face to face. And then you, if you're taking care of yourself and you're taking deep breaths, and then you're just letting them talk, letting them vent, letting them say all the irrational things, don't interrupt them. And then just say, yeah, I hear you. And you know what? I'm here with you and you're not in this alone. And that's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. Some of your congregation members may not have the advantage of having a face-to-face option, but may, but you do have a telephone. I think just about everybody has a telephone. Yeah. And so calling and just letting people talk like, so there's a lot of research that says when we can just talk about our worries, like get them out, Mm -hmm. talk about your worries, and then let them talk and don't try to contradict them. Don't try to talk rational to them because they know they're being irrational. (laughs) They know it and they just got to say it. And then when they're done saying it, say, yeah, And I wonder if you can just, what's it like to be able to say it out loud? Mm. And I'm not judging you, friend. You know, I love you, and I'm here for you. And can we just, maybe can we just pray together? Offer A really gentle prayer. And that's where we're just inviting Jesus to be in the presence with that person. So here's one way that I'm doing that right now with people that are reaching out to me that I can't be with is I'll either text them a prayer or I'll say the prayer with them. And what I'm praying is I'm asking that God would physically send his presence to be with people that are alone. And so maybe I can offer that right now, that anybody that's listening, that if you're feeling really lonely, like I just pray that the Lord sends angels into your home, that you physically feel his presence, that you feel his touch, that you feel his arm wrapped around you that you feel as his arm is around you, that he is walking with you through the valley of the shadow of death, and that his rod is guiding you, and that his rod is actually keeping you guys up, and that it's there to protect you, and that he is with you, and that his comforting presence is with you right now. And, that he will take your yoke of worries. He will slide it over his shoulders, that your burden is his burden and that you don't have to carry it alone. And friends, I really just invite you to take a moment and close your eyes and imagine that he is right there with you right now. See if you can feel his presence. See if you can feel his hands on your shoulder the weight and the warmth of it. And it's okay if you can't, but just imagine what it would feel like and let your shoulders drop and let your shoulders just in your whole body lean into his presence and just relax there for just a moment and know that he's with you.
0: I love it. Probably one of the things I would say to people um, is if, if you're in isolation and you're having a lot of these feelings that come with isolations, um, it's okay. <laughs> you're yeah. not broken. Mm-hmm. You're not any less of a Christian. Your your faith is not any any less because you were struggling right. with these three things. And, and I feel like yes. there's probably a lot of people who who may be going through some of these things and then maybe having these thoughts of, right. I'm broken. Um, um, uh, well, the reality yeah. is, is we're all broken people and, right. and, and we, we got to continue to try to allow God to continue to fill us up and bring
1: healing and all yeah. of our life. And the truth is it, yeah, you're right. Like, so I would just say like, you're not broken, but when, when these feelings come on and feel so strong, it's hard to connect to the good things. It's just hard to feel it. It's all, it almost feels impossible. And so this is where I invite people this, I think two things that can be so helpful when you're feeling disconnected, when you're feeling disconnected from God, like you can't access him and you're feeling disconnected to other people, like you can't access them. Two things that can actually be really helpful. One is getting in your body. Like, and what I mean by that, and I have a couple videos on my website that kind of helps people do this, but really like Ted, like Seth can see me, but you guys can't see me, but if you can, if you can almost like, um, like start at the top of your head and like put your hands on your head and like squeeze just real gently and then put your hands on top of your shoulders and kind of pull them down a little bit and then cross your arms. Like you're giving yourself a hug and do a gentle squeeze. And then move your hands down to your hips and just put one hand on each side and squeeze in and then rub on your legs and then push your feet into the ground and rock them back and forth and then stand up and then just kind of shake your body a little bit. Like all those things helps get us out of our head and into our body and it starts calming things down biologically, physiologically, this is happening. And then the next thing I would offer is use your imagination. God gave it to us. And when we can't be in the presence of other people or we can't feel their presence, try to use your imagination to feel it. And there's a couple of different videos, like I said, on my website where I'm actually using that, using the imagination to help people connect with um, themselves, with God, with nature when you can't do it yourself. Um, speaking of nature, that's another great way to help just get out of those worried thoughts or get out of that, that isolated, lonely place is to go outside. Go outside and take, if you can sit on your porch and listen to the birds and listen for other people talking and, and then use your imagination in this way Is rem, is remember that as you're looking around, look at this is, these are things that God created. God created those trees. God created those flowers that are starting to bloom. God created those birds that you're hearing chirping, the squirrels that you see chasing each other around. And God created you. And so you are actually a part of creation. You belong to it. And you're, you're a part of something that's even greater than just you. And so you can connect with that by just going outside and looking at it And then knowing that you are a part of that.
0: Do you have any last words that you would want to offer anybody in the congregation, anybody in the world that might be listening? Um, Any, any final words of, of what you would want to say?
1: We are all in this together. And even though you may be in your home and you may feel scared and you may feel like completely alone, you're, like you're not if you can take a moment just to imagine the rest of us and know like i haven't i don't even for some of you i don't know you but i love you because you are a part of this creation and god has created you and you have purpose and you have meaning in this world And even though you may not feel it right now, and it's hard to access that, it's true. Sometimes when we're in our darkest places, we can't access truth. All we can hear are just these lies of, um, these lies, lies of like, you're not good enough, or you're not loved, or you're not liked or wanted. And let me tell you, friends, those are lies. Those are lies. And so the truth is, is that you are loved. You are loved. You have a father in heaven who loves you dearly. And there are actually people all over the world who are praying for humanity right now. Praying for humanity, that means you. You are being prayed for by people all over the world that have never met you because people believe that you have purpose.
0: And that was our conversation with Alice Strickland. Pray and hope that you enjoyed that. You re- received encouragement and hope from that. Uh, if you are in isolation and have a lot of these feelings and are struggling, I would encourage you so much just to reach out to someone. Uh, there are people who are willing to talk. And, and so I just pray that you will find those avenues necessary uh, to connect and to uh, really reach out to people during this time. Looking forward to a lot of future conversations that we're going to be having with a variety of different people. You've been listening to Studying, Living, Expanding Kingdom, a podcast of Fairy Church of the Nazarene. This is Pastor Seth signing off. Thanks. God bless. Bye bye.